would that excuse ever work though? Like the cops show up and they're like, ah, who's this dead body? Good evening. It is Wednesday, June 27th. I am Eric Stairs, and I have mutinied the intro of today's Balls, Buckets, and Bull podcast. Here with me is Joey Mo, Joey Morales, and uh, Ryan Z. Lim, and we're going to talk about baseball today. Joey, what are we going to talk about? That we are, Stairs. We're going to talk some baseball, um, and by we, uh, mostly y'all too, I will be here to pitch in uh, wherever I can uh, participate. Ryan, how's it going, man? Haven't seen you in a bit. Um, uh, you know, pretty good. I just had some Taco Bell for the first time in probably a month. So this may be a race against the clock for this podcast. Hopefully I won't have to take a time out, but let's see. Let's just roll with it. Why did, what did you even get? Uh, the Doritos Locos tacos, but with beans. So it's like extra deadly. It's, it's, it's bad. Oh no. I've never had the Doritos Locos. Is it good? I mean, it tastes like beans and nachos, like Doritos, like not bad. It's it's the food of your people, Joey. Uh, I don't know about that. I feel like it's the food of uh, uh, high people and drunk people, but maybe not my people. So let's jump into this. We're going to talk uh, – first thing we're going to talk about is standings, uh, where teams are at almost halfway through the MLB season. Um, Stairs, we'll kick it back to you. Uh, if you want to break it down, what are the, the best teams out there and uh, any surprising teams uh, to you so far this season? Yeah, so – in terms of the best teams, I think that if you've been following baseball, that's that's pretty evident this year who the best teams are. There's there's three teams that are by far and away better than the rest, and that's that's the Yankees, the Red Sox, and uh, our good friends down in Houston. And both of those teams, or excuse me, all three of those teams are just so powerful because they're phenomenal on both sides of the ball. Um, all three teams have. Pretty good rotations. Um, the Astros obviously have the strongest rotation in all of baseball, and um, they they ride both sides of the ball to victory. Um, the Yankees, obviously, with their uh, big bats, and they're they're back to being the Bronx Bombers, which we're all just so excited about. And the Red Sox again are another team that do it with both sides of the ball. So these teams are all really impressive um, in the National League. There's really all three teams that are leading their divisions are are quite surprising. Um, the Braves are leading the East, um, the Brewers in the Central, and the Dodgers in the West. And that's frankly refreshing to see because over the past few years, we've had a monopoly on, on those three divisions. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be good to see the, the Nats and the Cubs and the Dodgers get challenged for their divisions this year. Uh, Ryan, what, what teams do you find most exciting? Um, <clears throat> right now, even though they're like our rivals. I think the Braves are probably the most surprising team to me. Um, we all knew that they'd be good. Um, I, for one, think that them and the White Sox are going to be really good. I think the 2020 World Series is going to be the White Sox and the Braves. But I didn't think they would be this good this fast. Even with Ronald Acuna Jr. kind of having injury concerns, Ozzy Albies not being as consistent, this team is performing way better than anybody ever thought they would. Yeah, I agree with that. I love the Braves. Um, Ozzy Albies definitely fell into a little lull there over the past three weeks or so, but he's definitely getting it together. I think he's. I think up to yesterday, he had like 15 hits in his last seven games. So I'm, I'm ready to see them. I love them. 
Um, and then going back to the American League in terms of exciting teams, I think the Mariners uh, have been have been really great to watch. I don't think they're as good as their record shows, and they're definitely not as good as those other three elite teams in the American League. However, it's good to see the Mariners um, give themselves a chance to break that that playoff drought, the longest in all four major sports, I believe. That is pretty impressive. Yeah. And then uh, going back to your top three, I mean, if you watch any baseball at all, there's just there's just no argument there. Uh, I think the I think the Astros are going to end up coming up with the World Series, but I mean, the Yankees, Red Sox, Astros. I mean, those are just the three best right now. Yeah, I actually agree with that analysis about the World Series champion being the Astros. They're um, pretty much the best hitting team and the best pitching team, and. If I'm I'm flipping through my numbers here, and it seems like that's a pretty good formula for a championship. <laughs> um, I'm tr- I'm trying to be unbiased about it, but yeah, they're they're phenomenal, and they have a lot of likable players on their team. I mean, definitely, their run differential is plus one hundred and seventy four. By far, the greatest in the MLB. The next best is Boston with plus one twenty. Um, the Houston Astros have really just pulled away, um, I feel like, from the rest of their um, conference um, and rest of their division, rather. Uh, you know, and Stairs, I feel like uh, maybe we should get this out of the way now. Do you need to say any uh, sad, sad words for your Texas Rangers? No. You know, it, to me, the only sad words that I'll have to say about the team is uh, it's going to be Adrian Beltre's last year. And he came onto the team in 2011, signed as a free agent, and let's see, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, eight years. And it's been a magical ride with him, and I love him to death, and I hope he goes into the Hall of Fame as a Texas Ranger. And I hope that we trade him to a team that has the ch- a chance to go and compete in October. Um, also, I would I just really want us to, to sell at the deadline. We have some pieces that could potentially land us some players that are going to be a part of our future. I'd love to get rid of Cole Hamels. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Rangers bullpen, but we have some good pieces with Keon Kella and Jake Diekman. Those guys are probably one of those two guys is going to get packaged with Hamels uh, and sent out maybe to somewhere like the Yankees or the Phillies, something like that. Something that needs to bolster their rotation a little bit. But anyways, I digress. We're, we're pretty bad, but we have won nine out of our last eleven, so that's okay. Um, what I mean, you Can guys we talk about, about the- how bad Ryan's Mets are, though. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, th- we we don't really want to talk about the Mets, do we? I mean, it's just it, it, this was like expected. I mean, none, no one saw this coming, but we totally saw this coming. I mean, with some of like the best rotation at the start of the year, leading it with Degrom, who is leading the NL in ERA right now, he should he should totally win the NL Cy Young. But we just can't give him enough runs to pad his stats to win one. Um, and then Syndergaard's hurt, Cespedes is always hurt, and we started off eleven and one, and now I don't, I, I haven't even looked. I think we're like twelve or thirteen games uh, below five hundred right now. It's just a it's a real yeah. bad time to be a Mets Confirmed fan. the Mets are 32 and 45 and also confirmed yeah. that it is hilarious how little runs the Mets score for Jacob DeGrom. The man gives up two runs every single start 
and never wins. I mean, they're tied for 25th in runs, tied for 28th in batting average, tied in 26th in slugging percentage. Um, Ryan, you seem to have uh, hit it right there on the head that they need uh, a little more firepower to uh, support him. Um, but yeah, recently they had uh, a, a road a road stretch. I don't remember how many games. I think it was like seven or eight games, and they scored the least amount of runs of any team ever that had that number of games on the road in a row. It was like, yeah, I think it was it was something like two or three runs over 80 or 90 innings. It was absolutely pathetic. You know, Stairs, as a avid baseball fan that you are, do you think it's uh, pretty good for baseball to see uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox doing so well? I mean, I have a Yankees fan in my life that I talk to quite frequently, and so I don't love seeing the Yankees being good if the Rangers can't be good too, but yes, absolutely. Um, it, it's fun to see those two teams really have something on the line. We already saw a little spat earlier in the year with Joe Kelly and Tyler Austin and they, they threw down and that was pretty cool, but um, they're actually playing this weekend. So if you're not doing anything, that should be a fun series. Um, They both have some compelling players. Go ahead, Ryan. I'll probably take the opposite approach. I, I'm a Mets fan, obviously, and though our budget has gotten a little more inflated over the past couple of years, I'm still a big small ball guy. Like Those money ball teams are probably some of my favorite teams ever. Um, and it's awesome to see what some of these teams can whip up. Like The Braves has a pretty low payroll right now. They're really only paying Julio Tehran and uh, Freddie Freeman, and everybody else is just still on rookie contracts or they're just scraps that they found. Um, and then you have the Astros. I mean, that's like the token – uh, just th- trust the process, suck suck for a while, and uh, build yourself a championship team. I think that is um, a lot more entertaining to watch. Uh, teams like Tampa Bay, who they start that uh, Sergio Romo guy, who's like opened like eight or eight or nine games this year, and uh, he only pitches one inning, and then they bring in a starter. Like it forces you to do things that these traditional teams don't have to do. You know, another team that's, that's okay. uh, you know, another team that I'm glad to see doing well is the Cleveland Indians. I mean, a couple of years removed from the World Series, um, everyone's, you know, still wondering if the curse is going to keep haunting them, but it's good to see them uh, back contending. I, you know, despite them being three really good teams in the American League, um, they're still winning the AL Central. Um, Corey Kluber has been a pretty good starting pitcher for him with 11 wins, 2.1 ERA. Um, they're fourth in MLB in runs, so... I think it's good. Uh, they're they're a storied franchise, I would say that's str- that struggled for many years, but has always been there. Um, so I think it's kind of good to see them uh, still doing well. Do you know who has the longest streak in baseball of being a franchise and not winning the World Series currently? Yes, it, is it not the Indians? It's the Indians, and if the Indians win the World Series, do you know who's next in line? Oh, Ryan, I, I, I'm not good with this trivia stuff. It's it's the Rangers. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, so I have a little bit of, of motivation to have them not win the World Series. I, I was going to guess that just for the pure fact of why else would you bring that up? Yeah. So I, I think that the Indians are severely underperforming this year. They have two excellent starting pitchers in Kluber and Trevor Bauer. And fantastic offensive players, Jose Ramirez, 
of course, Lindor, Encarnacion. And it's just weird that they're not crushing their divisional opponents because their division is by far the weakest in all of baseball. And they have the worst record of any like first place team, I believe. Let me double check that. Yeah, they're they're only eight games over. And so they they should be whooping the Royals and the White Sox every time. And they're just not. Oh, 2010, 2011, what, I, what could have been. Nah, those those were been. fun years. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Um, just kind of key injuries that you guys have felt have impacted the season thus far. Um, injuries still going ongoing. Uh, Ryan, why don't you uh, lead us off? Um, I mean, I, I would start it off with uh, there's Kershaw, obviously, which I think is the biggest injury we've seen this season. Um, he went from the most prolific pitcher um, if he if he retired now, I think he'd make it to the hall, no question. But I mean, it's it's starting to get to a point where this guy is just not healthy. He's not going to pitch the innings that he's projected to pitch, and um, it's just really kind of questioning. Uh, I mean, Stairs and I obviously were fantasy baseball rivals, and I know I was trying to offload Kershaw for probably like Severino or somebody a couple weeks ago, and it's just really impacting him. And like, how valuable can he be? If he's only pitching half the season, if he's only pitching 60% of the season, yeah, maybe Cy Young quality. But if he's not getting the innings, I mean, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. It's with Kershaw, the bad thing is I'm worried that these continual elbow and shoulder injuries are, I don't know if he's ever hurt his shoulder, but definitely his elbow, it's, it's going to shorten his career. And he's one of the most fascinating players in baseball, frankly. Um, but yeah, over my dead body, was I going to give you Severino for him? Um, I mean, I tried, I, I didn't even look who saw who owned, uh, Severino. I just kind of um, sent it out. There. Anyways, I actually want to stay on the Dodgers <laughs> with, with my, my other two injuries and, uh, Corey Seager obviously is, I think one of the biggest, uh, injuries in the game this year. And it's, and it's, so weird that you see a young shortstop who has to get Tommy John surgery. It's uh, Tommy John surgery. Joey is as much similar to um, the way that one might receive uh, an ACL tear in your knee. It's, it's a similar injury in your elbow and it's usually seen in pitchers. And so um, Corey Seager was, one of the core pieces of their world series team last year. He's been up at the top of the the voting and rookie of the year and MVP over the past two seasons and losing him is devastating. Um, and then secondly for the Dodgers, man, we're talking a lot about them is, is Justin Turner. He broke his hand during spring training and has just not been the same player. He was so clutch for them during the playoffs last year and they wouldn't have been there without him. And, from his numbers last year, he's down close to 80 points in both his batting average and on-base percentage this year. OPS down 240 points. So the Dodgers need him to turn it around if, if they're going to make a push in October. Speaking of el- elbow injuries and uh, also staying in the, um, out there is uh, Shoyo Tani also has a right elbow, a grade two sprain, I believe. It's What's weird about it is that he can't pitch, but he can hit. So the Angels are kind of in a predicament with what exactly they want to do with him. And I feel like, especially with how much 
um, hype this guy and got in the offseason and the caliber player that they think they have and that they sh- they do have, um, I feel like they got to at least take it pretty cautiously uh, with his elbow here. Yeah, um, I mean, Brian? so I don't I don't think it was a rest issue. Um, I mean, they try to stick to a schedule to where they would only pitch him on Sundays. In Japan, they use a uh, six-man rotation, so everybody got the same amount of rest. So I don't think it's that. Um, it's an, Otani is an interesting character. Um, I really liked him coming out. I was a little sp- uh, skeptical on him during spring training. Never gave up a ton of runs in spring training, but uh, I think he has a lot of promise. The only thing is, I don't, I don't know if we can have another Babe Ruth play the game, only because there's a reason why there was only one Babe Ruth. Uh, I think he's going to have to commit to being a pitcher if he wants to stay at this level in the majors. Um, and that kind of sucks because it, it's going to be a what could have been. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. It, the The bad thing is right whenever he got signed, there was a little bit of concern about his elbow. And they did some analysis about his injury and determined that it was unrelated to his old injury. So it's really disconcerting as to the fact that he is pitched probably between 40 and 50 innings on the season and has, you know, has a grade two UCL sprain. That's totally unrelated to anything that's happened in the past. So yeah, it's, it's concerning that he might have to stick to hitting, which, uh, you know, he's also pretty good at that. (laughs) So it's not like his career is ruined if he can't do both, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if we saw the Angels not try to push him too hard. Any other injuries out there, guys, you uh, have off the top of your head that you want to speak of? Uh, just for a personal level, only because he's close to both me and Stairs, more Stairs on a personal level, but Noah Syndergaard, um, this guy, <laughs> I mean, he... Really quick, wait, 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 wait. Really quick, uh, Stairs, really uh, quick, uh, give us the reason why he's close to you. He's actually from my hometown. He didn't go to my high school, but he's a grade older than I am. And he was involved with my sister for a little while. She doesn't She doesn't explain to me all of the details of her relationships. I don't know everything about it, but he uh, tried to big dick her at one point. Yeah, oh, that was poor right terminology. Uh, but he tried to, you know, play the big shot card on her and she actually ended things with him. So it's kind of cool to know that, um, my sister like broke up with a, a superstar big leaguer, but bad because I wanted free stuff. So, yeah. See, that's where you got to step in there stairs. Anyway, <laughs> I tried. Since then, uh, the stairs family curse is probably plagues in the guard because he, he is the like big Texas, hardball, fastball thrower. And he I just don't know if the human body is prepared to throw uh, 100 pitches a game, uh, 25, 26 games a year at 100 miles an hour consistently. And I think he's starting to show that. I mean, the human body can only withstand so much. Um, and it's really sad because he's, he's probably one of my favorite mess players. I'm sure Archie Bradley would agree with you. Uh, his human body could only uh, withhold too much before he shit himself. In the, the, yes. <laughs> before going I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh, my God. Do you have sound bites from that interview that we can play? Um, I could probably get a hold of those. I'd have to jump through some uh, 
uh, trademarking hoops, I imagine. Um, but oh, you can goodness. feel free to paraphrase for us there, Stairs. Uh, so he's on this – Archie Bradley's a relief pitcher for the Diamondbacks, and he's on this podcast talking about how he – typically likes to go take what he calls a quote nervous pee before uh, he goes into the game, even if he doesn't really have to go. And so he's going to do this in, uh, in the bullpen dugout right before he's going into the game. And he, he poops in his pants and like, I guess it's pretty bad because he has, he says that quote, he's trying to like clean up the mess and he told his teammates, he asked his teammates if he had like, like poop on the the back of his pants. They're wearing white pants and they said he's good. They didn't even believe him. And he's in the game whenever they go into the bathroom and see that there's crap all over the place. And, Oh, it was so funny. He says that he has a clean inning and the other, the guy who's hosting, he's like clean inning is probably not the best way to describe it. And, I'm so glad you brought that up. Can, that can we pull up the stats? Like, did he have extra spin on his on his ball that uh, on his balls? Like, <laughs> like I, I just really want to. Is that a banned substance? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. In one sentence, stairs goes from saying Noah Syndergaard tried to big dick my sister <laughs> to saying he pooped his pants. He shit himself. Stairs, just say it. You already broke the swear barrier here. <laughs> He shit himself before uh, before an inning. I mean, honestly, this should just be his new tradition. He just shit himself every single time, <laughs> walk out on the mound, and yeah. What would be the walkout music to that? I can't think of any uh, shit-related walk-up songs right now. Purple Rain? Something um, by Mud? I don't oh, know. Pu- oh, pu- uh, any Puddle of Mud song? Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's go into our next topic. Any potential trades? I'll start it off with Ryan. Speaking of your lovely Mets, um, do you think that anybody should be trading for Jacob Degrom right now? Uh, yeah, I mean he's been linked to the Brewers. The Brewers are uh, leading the NL Central right now. Um, kind of surprisingly, that was I, I think mainly due to that Christian Yelich trade that shored up their outfield, but. Their rotation does need a little bit of help, especially if you're going to be going up against either the Astros, the Yankees, or the Red Sox. Um, the only problem is the Brewers' farm system isn't isn't packed enough to give the Mets anything that we'd trade for him. He's still on a basically arbitration deal, which is essentially league minimum um, if, if you were comparing it to anything. So, And he's controlled through 2020 or 2021, I always forget, but that's that's a lot of team control. So you're going to have to sell basically your entire farm to get Jacob Degrom, and I don't think they're going to do it. That's a lot of farm. Stairs. Well, I think that the biggest fish out there right now is Manny Machado, uh, shortstop for the uh, Baltimore Orioles, is frankly smashing the baseball, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. So. If I'm the Orioles, uh, there's no reason to hold on to him. Um, there's there's a few teams that I've I've seen have been interested in him. Um, the first of which being the Dodgers. Um, you know, I t- I mentioned earlier how they had lost Corey Seager, but that could be an interesting conversation because at the end of the season, 
you typically want to make a pitch to those those big name rentals that you trade for at the end of uh, of their contract, and there's really no reason for them to bring him back. So, but you know they lost in the World Series last year, so that's motivation enough. Secondly, would be the Diamondbacks. They have very bad hitting. Their 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 overall numbers OPS plus is 29th in the league. And they could definitely use a boost on offense. Paul Goldschmidt has been heating up. AJ Pollock is due back. So those are uh, a couple reasons to believe that they're going to pick it up. But picking up, um, picking up Manny Machado would also be huge. And their, their pitching is already fantastic. So um, those, that would be obviously a huge trade. I already mentioned everything about the Rangers. So, um, Adrian Beltre to a championship caliber team. So I feel like we should probably um, just really quick of the t- of the teams leading their divisions. Uh, we got the Yankees, the Indians, the Astros, the Braves, Brewers, and Diamondbacks. Ryan, which team do you think uh, is the most desperate to make a move before the deadline? Oh, well, I would probably say the Diamondbacks. Um, the NL West is always super competitive, um, with the exceptions of the Padres. I mean, the Rockies have put on a pretty good season. The Dodgers are always in the mix. Uh, the Giants, I mean, they, they have the cap space. They have the budget. Um, but I, I, I agree with the Manny Machado. I think he should go to the Diamondbacks right now. They have, uh, like, Cattell Marte, I think, from uh, who used to be an ex-Mariner playing um, shortstop right now. So, I mean, that's a – yeah, yeah. You need a huge, huge upgrade there. Um, the Rockies have also been linked to Manny Machado, but it doesn't really make sense to me. They have DJ LeMahieu there. They got Trevor Story. They have Brendan Rodgers coming up, and they have Nolan Arenado. Um, but yeah, I think the Diamondbacks need to make a move, um, definitely for now, and to secure their future with JD Martinez. I don't think he's going to be there long. But yeah. what about the Braves? I'm sure they could uh, use some help, considering they found a dead body in their stadium. I mean, the Braves too. The Nationals are always a threat, but this year I don't I don't really think they're going to be that big of a threat. You got Daniel Murphy who was hurt and he just came back and he's not really back to his old self. Um you got Adam Eaton who's recovering from an injury too and I, I he's about to come back or he is back, but he has been awful lately. Um and then Strasburg just went down on the DL. Scherzer's are still amazing, but then you got the rest of their rotation. I mean, I don't think the Braves are at the point to where they need to do anything. Um, that team just needs to age a little more. They need to gain some more experience. Uh, they could make a push this year, but I do not think this would be the right year to sell the farm and try to push for a World Series. I think you should hang on to some of those assets. Uh, just let Acuna, Acuna let uh, Ozzy Alsby's grow a little bit. Um, let the starting rotation grow a little bit. and then They also need out. to figure out this dead body problem. Um, so, yeah, what's the deal? Uh, all I know is a body was found inside a beer cooler. Uh, sounds like some um, something went down in Atlanta. Um, oh, and Janoris yeah. Jenkins again. Lot, Nowhere to be A lot, of, a lot of dead bodies out there. Um, so, everyone uh, watch out. Uh, so, let's before we put a bow on this. Wait, is Janoris Jenkins lost? What's that? Janoris Jenkins uh, There was a body found in uh, his uh, house as well. Um, supposedly it's his brother's oh, fault. That... Oh, okay. I hope he's okay. Anyways. That, would that excuse ever work though? Like the cops show up and they're like, 
ah, who's this dead body? It's like, ah, it wasn't mine. Somebody must have left. Well, I think it I just here. found the drop for this podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, so before we put a bow on this, uh, we did have a question from one uh, Gary on Twitter. He asked, and you guys kind of already hinted at this earlier on, um, do you guys see the Houston Astros uh, repeating as World Series champs? So since you all both already said yes to that, um, why don't you go a little more in depth as to why? Oh, I'll go. I'll go first again. I think I already said that pretty clearly. They obviously crush the baseball. They score the most runs and they give up the least runs. Uh, you know, you can talk about the third aspect of the game and defense, but does that really matter? Whenever you're when four of your well, I guess not Keuchel this year, but three of your starting pitchers are basically the best starting pitchers on every other rotation in baseball to some extent. Um, I, I am willing to bet a lot of money that they play the Cubs this year because um, I think that they're the best team in the National League, and we never talked about that. Um, they're, they're not as good as the Cubs were from 16, but the 18 Cubs are not as good as the 16, sorry. And, and hopefully the Cubs can pull it out, but it looks unlikely. The pitching is typically what takes you through October. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, like this is the island of like misfit toys, basically with their pitching rotation. You get Justin Verlander, who is one of the most prolific players or pitchers to ever play the sport, but he just had some awful last couple seasons in Detroit. Um, everybody thought he was over. Um, he was he was dead to rights, and they traded him. And then, and and now he's putting up just Cy Young numbers. Then you got Garrett Cole, who struggled last year with the Pirates. Now he's with the Astros, and he's putting up spectacular numbers too. Not to mention Springer, Correa, Altuve, yada yada yada. Yeah, this this team is gonna win it all. Although although that that bullpen needs some help. Um, Ken Giles is so untrustworthy. Um, Tony Sip gets blown up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree about the bullpen. I was just Go gonna ahead, say Joe. anything else uh, before we get out of here, guys. I'll take pray for a win. Pray for a Mets win. Right. Well, I hope All you guys enjoyed this. This was a fun little quick uh, update on the MLB season. Had a, haven't had an MLB pod yet on this podcast, so wanted to get that done as well. Um, so make sure to follow us on iTunes at the BBB Podcast, at Twitter at the BBB Pod, um, where we're throwing out very. Uh, debated uh polls out there so uh for ryan for stairs i'm joey see you later folks